اشهد ان لا اله الا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حيا للسلام نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى اله واصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا Amma ba'd. Respected elders and brothers, we thank and praise our great and sustainer Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his innumerable bounties and favors. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to send down his most choices and special peace and blessings and mercy upon our beloved and noble master Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as well as the family and the companions of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Respected elders and brothers, in today's Jumu'ah we will discuss a little bit about a sahabi, a companion of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam whose name is Haritha bin Nu'man radiyallahu anhu. To love Sahaba radiallahu anhum is an integral part of our iman. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had chosen Sahaba radiallahu anhum to be in the blessed company of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has declared his happiness for Sahaba radiallahu anhum. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has instructed us to emulate, to follow the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. So Haritha bin Nu'man radiallahu anhum is from amongst the Ansar. The Sahaba radiallahu anhum who are from Medina. And in particular, he was from the Banu Najjar clan. Now the Banu Najjar, 
were related to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The grandfather of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is Abdul Muttalib. And the father of Abdul Muttalib is Hashim. The great-grandfather of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is Hashim. So Hashim, on one occasion, was traveling from Makkah to Sham for business. Sham is a historical area which consists of more or less what is nowadays Syria, Jordan, Lebanon, Palestine, parts of Iraq, parts of northwest Saudi Arabia and so on. So on one occasion, Hashim was traveling from Makkah to Sham for business. On his way to Sham, he stopped in Medina and he stayed in Medina for a few days. While he was there, he married a lady from the Banu Najjar. After consummating the marriage, he went on his way to Sham. And when he reached Gaza, Hashim passed away. According to the historians, the great-grandfather of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Hashim is buried in Gaza. So in the meanwhile, his wife in Medina became pregnant. And after a few months she, months, she gave birth to a son. This son had one strand of white hair. So because of this, she named her son Sheba. Sheba means white hair. So Sheba grew up in Medina amongst his maternal family. After some years, the family of Hashim in Makkah came to know that Hashim has a son in Medina. So the brother of Hashim, whose name was Muttalib, he decided to go to Medina to fetch his nephew and to bring him back to Makkah. So in this manner, Muttalib went to Medina and he managed to persuade the mother of Sheba and her family to allow him to take Sheba back to Makkah. Now keep in mind that the people of Makkah had never seen this boy before. They had never seen this boy before. And also this boy was brought up as an orphan. He was brought up in poverty. He was wearing very simple clothing. He was thin. So when Muttalib reached Makkah, he was on his conveyance and his nephew was sitting behind him. So when the people of Makkah saw this boy, they had never seen him before. And because of his appearance, they had assumed that this boy must be the slave of Muttalib. So they referred to this boy as Abdul Muttalib. Ab means slave. So they said this boy is Abdul Muttalib. He is the slave of Muttalib. So in this manner, Sheba became known as Abdul Muttalib. His actual name was Sheba, but he became known amongst the Quraysh as Abdul Muttalib. Abdul Muttalib became the leader of the Quraysh and he became the grandfather of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Abdul Muttalib, the mother of Abdul Muttalib was from the Banu Najjar. His mother was from Medina, from the Banu Najjar. Before Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was born, his father Abdullah accompanied a trade caravan to Sham. And on their way back, while they were returning from Sham to Makkah, Abdullah became sick. So when they arrived in Medina, he decided to remain behind in Medina to recover from his sickness. And once he gets better, he will return to Makkah. And he stayed amongst the Banu Najjar. In the meanwhile, the caravan returned to Makkah. When they arrived in Makkah, they informed Abdul Muttalib that your son Abdullah had become sick. So therefore he remained behind in Medina. So immediately, Abdul Muttalib sent his son Harith to go and fetch Abdullah from Medina. But when Harith arrived in Medina, he was informed by the Banu Najjar that his brother Abdullah had passed away. So the father of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was buried amongst the Banu Najjar. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was six years old, his mother Amina took him to visit the grave of his father in Medina. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his mother lived amongst the Banu Najjar for one month. And approximately 47 years later, when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was 53 years old, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made the hijrat. He migrated from Makkah to Medina. So when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam arrived in Medina, all the people of Medina were overcome with joy. And in their excitement, they began to pull the reins of the camel of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Each tribe wanted the honor to host Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They wanted the honor that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam should live amongst them. 
So in this manner, they began to pull on the reins of the camel of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, saw what was happening. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam instructed them to leave the camel alone. And he said to them that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has instructed the camel where to go. And in this manner, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself left the reins of the camel. Eventually, the camel of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam arrived in the settlement of the Banu Najjar. And it stopped by a vacant piece of land which was owned by two orphans by the name of Sahal and Suhail radiallahu anhuma. Sahal and Suhail radiallahu anhuma were from the Banu Najjar. So this was an indication from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that this land should be purchased and the masjid and the houses of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam should be built on this land. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam instructed Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu to pay for the land. Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu paid, paid 10 dinars for the land. And thereafter the camel got up and it went to the house of Abu Ayyub Ansari radiallahu anhu who was also from the Banu Najjab. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam lived with Abu Ayyub Ansari radiallahu anhu while his houses were being built. And after his houses were built, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam moved into his houses. So keep in mind that at the time of his hijrat, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had two wives. Altogether Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had 11 wives. But at the time of his hijrat, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had two wives. Khadija radiallahu anha had passed away before the hijrat in Makkah. She is buried in Mu'alla. After she passed away, before Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam migrated to Medina, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam married Sauda and Aisha radiallahu anhum. So therefore at the time of his hijrat, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had two wives. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam married the remaining eight wives after he migrated to Medina. So the closest neighbor to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was Haritha bin Nu'man radiallahu anhu. Haritha bin Nu'man radiallahu anhu had many houses, one after the other. And each time Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam married one of his wives, Haritha radiallahu anhu gave one of his houses to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And in this manner, Haritha radiallahu anhu gave his houses one after the other to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So that the family of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam may live close to one another. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam appreciated this very much. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on one occasion appraised him for this. لَقَدْ اسْتَحْيَيْتُ مِنْ حَارِثَةَ بْنِ النُّعْمَانِ مِمَّا يَتَحَوَّلُ لَنَا عَمْ مَنَازِلِهِمْ Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam praised him for his kindness. On one occasion, after Fatima radiallahu anha had married Ali radiallahu anhu, Ali radiallahu anhu was living at some distance from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So on one occasion, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam expressed his wish. If only my Fatima was living closer to me, so that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam may be able to visit Fatima radiallahu anha more often. So he expressed his wish, if only my Fatima was living closer to me. So Fatima radiallahu anha said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Why don't you ask Haritha radiallahu anhu for one of his houses? So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to her, I feel ashamed to ask him. In the meanwhile, Haritha radiallahu anhu came to know. So immediately he came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, O Rasulullah, these are my houses. You may take whichever one you like. وَإِنَّمَا أَنَا وَمَالِي لِلَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِمْ I and my wealth belong to Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wallahi ya Rasulullah, O Rasulullah, I take an oath in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, لَلَّذِي تَأْخُذُهُ مِنِّي أَحَبُّ إِلَيَّ مِنَ الَّذِي تَدَعُوا That which you take from me is more beloved to me than that which you leave for me. That which you take from me is more beloved to me than that which you leave for me. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Sadaqta, you have spoken the truth. And thereafter Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made dua of barakah for him. Haritha radiallahu anhu, 
participated in all the battles on the side alongside alongside Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam including the battles of Badr, Uhud and Khandaq and he was very prominent in the battle of Hunain now the battle of Hunain was one of the last battles that were fought in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam it took place towards the latter part of the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam before the battle of Hunain the conquest of Makkah took place the conquest of Makkah took place in the month of Ramadan, the eighth year after Hijrat. So it was the custom of the Arab tribes that they would follow the religion of the leaders of Makkah. Because Makkah was the city in which the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was situated. So therefore it was the custom of the Arabs that they would follow the religion of the leaders of Makkah. And because previously the Quraysh were mushrikeen, they were idol worshippers, so therefore the rest of the Arabs were all idol worshippers. But now that Makkah had been conquered by the Muslims, and Makkah was now being ruled by the Muslims, therefore most of the Arab tribes accepted Islam. But the Hawazin chose not to accept Islam. They were a prominent tribe in Hijaz, so they chose not to accept Islam. And they began to prepare for war against Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam came to know that the Hawazin were preparing for war, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam prepared an army of approximately 12,000 sahaba radiallahu anhum and in this manner in the following month in the month of Shawwal 8 after Hijrat Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam set out for Hunain now Hunain is situated between mountains so to get to Hunain Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and his sahaba radiallahu anhum had to go through valleys and mountain passes so what the Hawazin did is that they hid behind mountains and some of the mountains and hills and they waited for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And as Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and his sahaba radiallahu anhum entered one of the valleys. And as they were going through the valley, the Hawazin ambushed them. They attacked them by surprise. And because of this, the Muslims began to scatter. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this in the Quran Sharif. لَقَدْ نَصَرَكُمُ اللَّهُ فِي مَوَاطِنَ كَثِيرًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had assisted Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his sahaba radiallahu anhum at many places وَيَوْمَ حُنَيْن including on the day of Hunain. إِذْ أَعْجَبَتْكُمْ كَثْرَتُكُمْ When your large army impressed you. What had happened was many people had accepted Islam after the conquest of Makkah. So they were new in Islam. Some of the sahaba radiallahu anhum that were in this army were new in Islam. So they made this comment that today we will never be defeated because we are many in number. Previously, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he would go out in battle, he would go out with a small army. This was one of the first times that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went out with a large army. So some of these new Muslims made this comment that today we will never be defeated because we are many in number. They turned their attention away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala towards their numbers. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, If a'jabatkum kathratukum, when your large army impressed you, فَلَمْ تُغْنِ عَنْكُمْ شَيْئًا But it was no, of no use to you. وَضَاقَتْ عَلَيْكُمُ الْأَدُضُ بِمَا رَحُبَتْ And the earth became restricted upon you despite its vastness. ثُمَّ تَوَلَّيْتُمْ مُدْبِرِينَ And then you began to disperse. ثُمَّ أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ سَكِينَتَهُ عَلَى رَسُولِهِ وَعَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ But thereafter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down his peace upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his sahaba radiyallahu anhum. وَأَنزَلَ جُنُودًا لَمْ تَرُوهَا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent an army which you could not see, the army of malaika. وَعَذَّبَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala defeated the disbelievers. So eventually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the sahaba radiyallahu anhum victory in this battle. But initially, when the sahaba radiyallahu anhum began to disperse, 
is this, this left Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam exposed in the battlefield. It left him exposed to the arrows and the spears of the enemy. So a small group of Sahaba radiallahu anhum surrounded Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and protected him. They protected him from the spears and the arrows of the enemy. Amongst whom was Haritha bin Nu'man radiallahu anhum. So when the battle was over the next day, Jibreel alayhi salam came to visit Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and while Jibreel alayhi salam was talking to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Haritha bin Nu'man radiallahu anhu happened to pass by. He saw that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was busy talking to someone. So he did not make salam and he went on his way. When he left, Jibreel alayhi salam said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, "Ama innahu law sallama laradadna alayhi." If he had to make salam to us, if he had made, had to make salam to the malaika, we would have replied to his greeting. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam asked Jibreel alayhi salam, do you know who this is? So Jibreel alayhi salam said, yes, I know him very well. He is from amongst the 80 of your companions who remained on your side, who protected you on the day of Hunayn. Rizquhum wa rizqu awladihim ala al-jannah. Their provisions and the provisions of their children, of their progeny is in Jannat. So on this occasion, Haritha bin Nu'man radiallahu anhu protected Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He shielded Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from the arrows and the spears of the enemy. On one occasion, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to Aisha radiallahu anha, دَخَلْتُ الْجَنَّةِ I entered Jannat. فَسَمِعْتُ قِرَاءَةً While I was in Jannat, I heard somebody reciting Quran Sharif. So I asked the Malaika, who is this? Who is this person reciting Quran Sharif in Jannat? So the Malaika said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this is Haritha bin Nu'man radiallahu anhu. It is his recitation, who you, who, whose recitation you can hear in Jannat. And thereafter Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to Aisha radiallahu anha, كَذَلِكَ الْبِرِّ كَذَلِكَ الْبِرِّ It is on account of his good deed, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted him the honor, that I heard his recitation of Quran Sharif in Jannat. It is on account of his good deed that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted him the honor that I heard his recitation of Quran Sharif in Jannat. So then Aisha radiallahu anha explained what was his good deed on account of which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted him such honor. So she, she, Aisha radiallahu anha said, وَكَانَ أَبَرَّ النَّاسِ بِأُمِّهِ Haritha bin Nu'man radiallahu anhu was exceptionally kind to his mother. He was extremely devoted to his mother. He took very good care of his mother. And because of this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted him the honor that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam heard his recitation of Quran Sharif in Jannat. So in conclusion, we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspire us to love Sahaba radiallahu anhum. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspire us to emulate the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq to make amal. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Brothers, we are reminded that uh, inshallah the Sunday from 9 o'clock there will be a program for the ladies. So we should requ uh, request all the ladies to attend inshallah.